This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. So excited for this edition of Black Wall Street today. Going to be talking with Tanya Shadley. She is the CEO of TRS Kids LLC. Tanya Rowland Shadley has had a mic in her hand since the age of five years old and has been performing on stages since the age of eight. She has a real passion for the arts and giving all children access to quality training programs. Tanya is an honor graduate of Maury High School and the Governor's School for the Arts, as well as Old Dominion University. She began TRS Kids in 2020, just before the pandemic, and continues to provide quality training with the arts, bridging the gap and leveling the field of accessibility. Welcome to the show, Tanya. How are you? Thank you. I'm wonderful. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning to you. So... Like you, I share a passion for the arts. I really believe that um, the arts are a game changer, particularly in our community. But I want to hear your why. Um, How'd you kind of make that transition or have you made the transition from performing to providing this platform to facilitate performance opportunities for young people? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I started again, you know, like the bio says, a mic in my hand at five. Um, and so when I got eight and did my first show at Norfolk State with NSU players, I went home and told my mom and dad, I said, listen, y'all can kind of throw out the lawyer, doctor thing. That's that's out. I'm going to be a performer, right? I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It was something about the feeling um, that I received from the audience. It was the energy that they gave me. Um, it was literally, it was addictive to me. I wanted more and more of it, right? Um, and so being able to not only use that from that art form sense, but also realize that those skills apply, you know, as far as life skills were concerned, um, the importance of being able to kind of merge the two of those things, because as I always tell my students all the time, you know, the same skills apply whether you're in the boardroom, the audition room, or the interview room. The same rules apply, right? Um, so I saw the need for quality arts, under, you know, a part, quality arts programs, um, as well as me being a youth myself and growing up in the arts. Um, the accessibility piece was very important to me, right? Because as a kid, I needed a scholarship. There was an arts program I was at, um, NSU again, my first uh, time at eight, my first show at Norfolk State. And then I was looking for other arts programs to be a part of. Um, the one program I was able to be a part of, I needed a scholarship to be a part of that. So when that scholarship ended, the opportunity ended. Then I was able to tap in over at Norfolk State with the SIVA Summer Arts Workshop, uh, which there was a, a program in partnership with SIVA and Norfolk State where we were able to get quality training um, at affordable cost, right, for kids that look like me that couldn't afford the high-cost programs. So again, even as a kid, I recognized the importance of accessibility, right? So now being able to go to governor's school and you know go to Old Dominion and receive my theater degree, I just wanted to really be able to bridge the gap between arts, quality arts programming and accessibility. So I've been able to do that, you know, being able to work within the arts, directing, writing, stage managing. And it's it's important to me to always understand not just in the front of the scenes, but behind the scenes. Because I tell people all the time when I'm working on a project, it may take me two to three months to bring it to fruition. There's no money while you're building it, right? While you're putting the production together, but I still have to keep the lights on. So that's why me learning the behind the scenes, learning how to stage manage, how to do lights, how to direct, right? In other capacities within the arts, helped me to continue to do what I was doing and continue to keep those skills going, but keep the lights on at the same time. (laughs) 
it, it makes total sense to me. Um, I know you've been involved and have produced a number of shows over the years. Talk to us about kind of your favorite productions and, and what it meant to you to be able to bring oh, wow. to life. Yeah, wow. My favorite productions. I- I'll say probably the, my, some of my favorite productions were the ones I had an opportunity to meet, to work with um, my mentors. Um, rest in peace to Cheryl Sunshine Rainey. Um, again, she cast me in my first show at eight. And just her legacy and the tutelage that she was able to give me and pour down Vincent Epps, uh, mm-hmm. Vanessa uh, Garrido, um, uh, Holloway Garrido, uh, Juan Garrido. Like these people were amazing in their own right. But then they were around to teach a little young girl like myself who just had a heart for what she wanted to do and, and a little, you know, so they say a little raw talent, right? Um, so those are the performances at Norfolk State, uh, being able to be a part of the Governor's School for the Arts with Chip Gallagher, um, and that's still lasting relationships that actually are still maintained to this day. Chip and Jeff, they were in charge of the, it was called the Performing Arts Department when I was a student at uh, there during high school, but now it's called the Musical Theater Department. And these two gentlemen were literally at my wedding. Like we stayed connected years and years and years later. And we're still actually, that leads into opportunities that I have currently to this day that has become because of that relationship um, is, is garnered other partnerships to happen that is helping my kids right now with TRS kids, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dive right in. What are some okay. partnerships and opportunities? Definitely want to give you an opportunity to talk about Juneteenth and the things that yes. are on the horizon as well. Absolutely. Well, TRS kids, um, because of that relationship, I literally consider Governor School for the Arts family. I was able to, again, graduate from with honors from Governor School for the Arts and a lot of the continued foundational skills that I learned as an artist, as a performer, as someone ha- knowing how to, you know, do the different skill sets um, I learned within the governor school from these very special people. And the thing that I always want to highlight when I talk about these individuals is that they had the talent to not be with me, right? To not be, they could have been on cruise ships. They could have been you know, on tour, on Broadway, they could have been on tour. They were talented, super talented, but they chose to stay in the Hampton Roads area and work with kids like myself to help us fulfill our dreams and our goals. So I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. And so with them, again, being family, um, Chip said, Tanya, I don't know. I feel like it's more, I see what you're doing and I see the impact you're making with these kids. But I know that you could do more if you had resources, right? If you had a building, if you had, you know, some more things that you could tap into, you could reach more kids. And I was like, yes, you are so right. (laughs) But then he said, Tanya, I have an idea. Um, And he gave me an opportunity to sit down with Shelly, Michelle, who is the director of the Governor's School for the Arts. And I have an opportunity to share with her what I do with the kids in the community and the impact that we're making. And she absolutely fell in love. And she said, Tanya, here's what we're going to do. I want to partner with you with the TRS Kids Group that you have. And we're going to offer our spaces to you all this summer. So literally this summer, our kids will be rehearsing and getting ready for their production in the Governor's School for the Arts building this summer, which is absolutely major. Like, this is a major partnership. And she was very clear, Tanya, you need to make sure that people know this is a partnership, right? We believe in what you're doing. We believe in how you're pouring into the kids. And also the great thing about that is what I see for the future as I'm preparing these kids, right? for whatever these things that they're going to come up against and the things that they're going to pursue. Now, Governor's School is also looking for them. 
because they know and they believe in TRS Kids as a program. So they know that they're going to have quality applicants. By the time these kids get to eighth grade, they're going to be ready. I told Shelly and I told Chip and them, listen, I need y'all to be ready because they will be ready. So again, that partnership is major for TRS Kids. And I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm excited for the partnership. I'm excited for the kids. I can't wait to, you know, take them in the building. And, you know, even their show this summer, um, with TRS Kids, we've been doing our first two productions were virtual. So we did Kaleidoscope in 2020 because the world shut down. We did The Wiz um, this past summer. Again, we're still virtual. This will be our first in-person production this summer. And they're going to be in the Black Box Theater in downtown Norfolk, in the wonderful city of Norfolk. I'm so, I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for the experience of their first in-person show. Uh, we're working with their costumes and, you know, real sets and um, just, just the opportunity to be able to have these kids experience this and see themselves. And that's the other thing that is important for me, for them to see themselves reflected on stage, to see themselves in charge of quality training programs, to see themselves, because then they can see them doing it. You know, it was one thing to hear us say, you know, you could be president one day, but when we saw Barack Obama become become president, it became real. It is one thing to hear it. It is another thing to see it. And I tell the kids all the time and those that I work with, you know, it's my responsibility to get you in the room. But when I get you in there, you shine. And that is another reason why I'm so grateful for Black Brand and the B Force Accelerator, because we had a some awesome opportunities come about as a part of the B-Force Accelerator program. For one, TRS Kids originally was an LLC, which we still are the LLC component, but we also, in the midst of this B-Force Accelerator program, were able to launch our TRS Kids Foundation so we can um, be able to secure more funding so we can help more students, so we can make more impact in the community. So I'm forever grateful to Black Brand and all of the resources. I'm, I'm always, I'm team Black Brand. I'm always preaching that everywhere to everybody, like tap in with Black Brand because they're a great resource. Um, but again, it is it has garnered and fostered wonderful networking opportunities and relationships that have directly affected the business opportunities um, and helped them to grow. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I love it, Tanya. I know you are a multipreneur. So you <laughs> entrepreneurship and it's like, okay, well, what else do I need to create? What else do I need to create? Talk yeah. about your other businesses and passions as well. Absolutely. I would love to share TRS Productions. That was my first baby. Um, again, coming up in the Hampton Roads area, I was working and directing different people's projects, stage managing um, different people's projects. And then I said, okay, Tanya, it's time to start your own baby. Um, let's get this empire rolling. So TRS Productions started and I started with doing a little concert at Kemp's Royal Recreation Center. Um, we had about 25 people in attendance. <laughs> Uh, humble beginnings, uh, but I'm so grateful that that has now garnered, you know, multiple performance opportunities and what we like to call entertainment experiences because we give experiences when you come to be a part of TRH Productions. Um, and then you come family when you become TRH Productions uh, cast and the projects that we do. Um, but I'm also happy to report that, you know, we've been able to sell out Roper Theater, uh, which was Absolutely wow. amazing. Mm. Super amazing that they seat like 930 or so, something like that. Um, we're about 15 seats in one show and 20, 
two seats in the second show. So I consider that sold out. <laughs> well, you got 900 plus to fill. So very excited for different opportunities to showcase, you know, talent right here in the area. And that's really what I want to be is a platform and like a launching pad for artists. And I feel like there's so much talent here. And it's so ironic because being a governor school student, I always saw myself on Broadway. Like coming up even as a kid, I saw myself doing doing Broadway. And I have wonderful friends. My best friend, Anthony Wayne, he is literally on Broadway doing Tina the Musical right now. Um, my best friend, shout out to Anthony. Uh, but I have wonderful friends that are doing Broadway. And I always thought that was going to be my thing. But then I started teaching. I started running a theater program and I started teaching. When I went back to Siva Summer Arts Workshop and started teaching there, it was something about watching a kid that didn't want to talk now lead the show. It was something about the transformation. I just, I was like, and then again, it clicked back to my understanding of why the individuals that taught me, like Vincent and Chip and Deshera, they were talented enough to be other places, but they chose. Now I understood because I chose to stay to pour in, right? They pour into the kids, pour into the adults, pour into the community. Um, but I'm so excited. Juneteenth Festival, Slover Library called me and said, hey, Tanya, you know, we, you did your show, Juneteenth, your production back in February of 2020, just prior to the world shutting down. And uh, we're, we're about to open back up. Will you think about bringing your show back as our, as our big kind of announcement of, hey, we're open, come join us. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But I've got another idea. I want to do a festival. I want like different stations. So I need like a drum circle and I need a living museum and I want an exhibit. I want an art exhibit. I want to put student artists working, professional artists working. And they were like, oh, that sounds great. Let's do it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> they were like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna have the first floor lobby and we'll put some vendors there and, you know, let's support all these black businesses. And, you know, we'll have the show on the six. And then they were like, no, you get the whole library. Huh? What? <laughs> so we have a wonderful Juneteenth festival planned um, on June the 18th, that Saturday at Slover Library. Um, all black owned businesses and resources will be on the first floor. Um, when you go on second and third, fifth, we got like literally all the floors. The only one we didn't use a floor because they have a lot of books with not a lot of room. So we left that floor alone. But I packed it. We have a wonderful cross stitching uh, presentation. Uh, well, this woman, Deb Rucker, is going to tell us how cross-stitching and how within the African-American community that started and how, how they were so clever, so clever as to cross-stitch. It will be a woman hanging up, for example, a, a, a line, you know, hanging up clothes on a line. But when you look at the cross-stitching of inside the linen, it is them giving the path of how to get to freedom. That is brilliant, right? That is brilliant. So we're bringing that, right? We have music trivia. So, you know, the kids may be thinking they play a song and then they think, oh, that's the baby. You know, baby, that's cameo. That's a sample. That's a sample. No, no. You know, that came from Rick James, baby. That's who that's where that came from. So we're going to be able to educate, right? And have some fun. We have face painting. We have a African dance class um, led by Erica Patrick. Listen, we're going to have a great time. And then at four o'clock, everyone transitions upstairs. It starts at one from one to three thirty. And then at four o'clock, everyone transitions upstairs to see Juneteenth of production, our history, our legacy, which is a original production that we've been doing and celebrating uh, for the past four or five years now, actually. Um, a way to educate and inspire. We go from slavery all the way up to present day. So we're very excited about the opportunity, about the resources that we're going to be able to provide to the community and just bring out and let them know what is out there, what we're doing. Um, that's 
under TRS, Produ TRS Productions. We also have our virtual uh, performance opportunities. So we do virtual entertainment where you log on with us and um, we send you out your um, ingredient list after you purchase your tickets. So you log on with us and you get your um, ingredient list. Then the night of the, uh, the event, you log on with us on Zoom. So you have instruction for the first hour with our chef. So you're all safe at home while chef is in the house, right? You're cooking it up, giving you instruction. And then the second hour, we either give you a comedy show or a concert right in the house. And some people really dress up. They really get like date night, dress up, bring out the China um, and make it a real thing. So it's a whole vibe. Um, we're looking into doing some more things with that. We have our couples uh, conversation show that my husband and I, as the same virtual thing we were doing, we, we kind of rolled out one time, a couple's conversations, real conversations, real people, right? And it grew into a whole like TV show. <laughs> so we're actually um, with partnership with, we're in talks right now, shout out to the book club on High over in Portsmouth and Ambiance Fragrance. Uh, we've done some collaborative efforts. They had me hosting uh, their candles and conversations before. So we're actually looking at coming and doing a live taping at their location. Uh, hello, Cooperative Economics, shout out. <laughs> so uh, we're looking at doing that, uh, lining up soon. And then Malik on the Move, which is uh, my nonprofit, uh, 501c3, we provide information and resources to special needs families. Um, through community inclusive events. And we have a support group meetings that we hold twice a month. Um, again, just a way to kind of connect with one another, a way to kind of release with other people that get the journey that you're on. Um, because sometimes it's, it's kind of hard when you're differently able to have a differently able son, he's 15 now. Um, we've been on this journey for 15 years, but when you try to tell certain people, you have to be on the journey to, to fully get it, right? And so it's a safe space for parents to share and talk, um, to share resources and information. Um, very proud to say that we have our first book. I became an author in April of 2022. <laughs> have you not been up to? <laughs> Yeah, just you know, put a book out there, you know, children's book. <laughs> but very excited about that. It's called Differences. Um, a way of educating people about, you know, the different things that uh, my son deals with when it comes to his different equipments he uses, and also celebrating those things that are different about each other. Those are the things that make us unique. Um, if you have freckles, if you have short hair, if you have one leg, right? There's no one like you in the world, and the world is better because you are in it uniquely you, uniquely yourself. So just celebrating that, starting that conversation. My son is a ball of fun. He loves to smile. If you know my boy, like he's not verbal, but he talks right in his own way. Right. He, he tells it all with a smile. So um, we have Malik on the move. We have the book looking to do some other projects. Hopefully um, we've actually just um, put some information out there and some proposals out there with Norfolk Arts. Hopefully we can do some really cool things when, in the public, like Puppets in the Park. We're working on a puppet show right now too, <laughs> to go with the book. How, how awesome is that to educate kids with the puppet show, right? So how about let's take that to the school. So working on that right now too. And, and you mentioned that, and I think about the support that we are receiving as Black-led nonprofits, as Black-owned businesses. Um, I really feel like these are unprecedented times for us in that regard, uh, really giving us an opportunity to get that thing off the ground that we've been trying to get off the ground. Yes. What would you say about that? How You mentioned Beforce Accelerator, but just generally, 
um, the support that you're receiving to to kind of advance your work? What does it feel like to be supported? Oh man, it's absolutely it's absolutely amazing. It it is it is it is empowering because because see you know the thing about myself and my husband. You know, we believe in the Hampton Roads. We believe, and you know, we're born and both come out of Norfolk. So we believe in the city, right? And we really do care. So what we've been able to do up until this point, you know, from 2006, even with the newer entities with, you know, TRS Kids in 2020 and Malik on the Move in 2019, we, we were willing to do whatever it took because we believe, right? And with no help, we just believe. And I'm talking about really faith moving, not paying our mortgage because we want, we're trying to pour in because we will just believe it's going to we're going to it's going to work out. We're going to be able to put it back. Right. We just believe. So to now be in a position to have access to information that we did not know existed and it helped us so much like. It is it is so it is so empowering. I, I, it's, it's hard to really put it into words when you didn't know that certain information existed and then you have access to a room full of it. It is absolutely. Mind blowing. It, it is it is invigorating. It is exciting. You know, it, it is so many words, you know, it, it, it's not just one thing, because the thing about it is, is, is that I'm, I tell people all the time I'm an open book. I love telling about what's going on. People sometimes people be getting on me. Tell you tell you tell too much. No, no, because what I personally feel is that usually when I'm telling things, right, I'm always open handed. So what I'm giving and what I'm telling is of abundance. From I'm I'm not even giving you what's in my hand. I'm really giving the overflow. It just happens to really be really good overflow. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just really good overflow, but I'm not, you know, but I'm, I don't feel like it's that for me to withhold information from people. Cause what's for me is for me. I love telling people, Hey, I go to Joshua innovative to print my stuff. I go to uh, uh shoot. Now I, I'm about to, Hey, uh, Dre Washington helps me with my video work. I just met Tony with Tsunami. Hey, I'm about to, I'm about to link up with him soon. If somebody needs some, I love, telling people about what other people are doing, especially if I've had experience with working with them and being that connector. So being able to have access to this information and these resources, and I'm excited for all of what, because clearly I have a lot going on, but look at all of the lives that is going to be affected by me having access to the information. And that's another reason why I'm excited because it's not about me. It is literally about us. And that is why I know it's going to work. That's why I know everything I'm doing is going to work because it's about us. And again, I share this as an encouragement, for especially those in the nonprofit world. You know, I've learned so much. I call her Auntie Jen. Shout out to Jennifer Yarborough. I call her Auntie Jen <laughs> with the Impact Collective and, and love everything I've been able to been, you know, to learn um, through her and, and Nonprofit Leadership Academy last year. What what we do as nonprofits is an extension of like the social services department and human services, like where they can't reach. That's what we pick up. That's got to be, you know, keeping that impact on what we're trying to do in the community has to be in the forefront, you know, of, of our focus. And so with that, that's what excites me because I that is my focus. I I see the families that, you know, even with Malika on the move, I did not realize until 2021, honestly. This is the this is a difference. Like there is me as a mom, 
And then there's me as a founder. Now, me as a mom wasn't trying to let my mind go there that some of my kids are going to get lost along this journey. As a differently able mom, I wasn't trying to even think about that about my own kid. But as a founder, I have to go there because in 2021, we lost three kids between October and December 31st. And I'm talking 12, 12 and 14. Now, the the, the founder in me, thank God, had the, the, the mental capacity to provide bereavement supports. But again, even as a nonprofit, that's something that we is not a normal ask. But but now for us, it, it has become that, right? Because it's a blessing to be able to, when you have to bury your child, be able to give, you know, send some groceries over there, set up a meal train, send somebody to clean the house for a day. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for all of the resources that I'm able to tap into because I know that it's going to help more people. I'm very excited. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> very, very, very well said. Um, I think about it often. I think about how nonprofits, um, we have to make that transition from my nonprofit to you know really developing a community-based organization that the community is actually supporting. And, and that's the only way that it's going to grow. So just hearing you say that, it, it reassures me that some of the things that we're doing are working. And I'm just Absolutely. Like, Absolutely, absolutely. And even even that responsibility of and and you know what, Blair, it, it really helped me. And I, I don't even think you realize how much a couple of weeks, maybe like a month or so ago, we were at an event and I wanted I was trying to I was trying to help you do something. No, I was asking you something about Brian. And you said, you know what, Tanya, I'm gonna let Brian take care of that. And it and I'm I laugh about it, but it really helped me because I'm literally trying to work on myself with, you know, us as entrepreneurs and stuff. We 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 gotta let go of the hands and everything and let the people that's supposed to work certain things do what they do because Brian is amazing at it, right? And he's been on it, right? So that really blessed me in that moment. And so even with that understanding of the responsibilities of all these things that I have, we actually decided, my husband and I, he's taking over executive director position for Malik on the move. And I said, but how dope is that going to be to have a black chocolate man as an executive director of the nonprofit? And then also, because he's going to be able to get that conversation for the um, males that are caregivers for differently able kids that don't normally talk, right? He can open up that conversation for the men to get that support and hopefully reach out and reach back, you know, as we reach out. So I'm excited again for that. So I, I, I really do appreciate you for that because I've been working on that. And in that moment, it really did. It really helped me more so than more than you realize. It helped me a whole lot. <laughs> it's tough too, but then the freedom that you experience once you actually go ahead and trust the people that you yes. it, it just yeah yes. Because yes. like even you know like that creative in me, you know, I got I can't I can't do it so much because then it shut my creative down. I gotta be you know ready to write another project exactly. <laughs> like, Exactly. I'm like, I got plenty of ideas up here. So absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful. I'm excited. This empire I'm building is um it's on and popping. I just need the I need the world to be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to tap in. Tap in, have some roads. <laughs> so we're gonna conclude in a, in another three minutes. And I definitely want to give you opportunity to talk about all the places where you can be found on social media, talk about your website, um, how yes. to connect with the upcoming event, all of those things. Absolutely. Well, we are on all, all social media platforms. <laughs> we are everywhere. Um, 
TRS Kids. We are on Facebook. We are on IG. We are on YouTube. Um, we've even got a YouTube channel there, uh, TRS Kids, and start creating um, three to five minute clips of them performing different things. We can talk about bullying and, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, different things like that. But we'll have little scripts and things like that. So y'all make sure y'all check us out on YouTube. We are on www.trskids.com. Um, we are www.trsproductions.org. Everywhere you want to be. No. <laughs> but again, the summer arts program this summer, please sign the kids up for it. Uh, we want to get as many kids signed up as we can. We're doing Susical Junior this summer, Susical the Musical. Our program day starts on June the 28th, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. And we um, the show production will be August the 13th and 14th. Again, June Juneteenth, the festival is June the 18th from 1 to 5.30 at Slover Library in downtown Norfolk. Y'all tap in with us at TRS Productions. Check us out, TRS Kids. And also Malik on the Move. Go check us out on Amazon. Differences, our book is there now. Bow. <laughs> Bow. Bow. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo. When I say black, you-